Welcome to Con Café Al Martino with Coffee in the Morning. Today with me again is Andrew Niven. Thank you for returning, Andrew. Great to be back. Thank you. Today's topic is empathy. And to tell a little bit of a story about why I chose you for this topic, you remember a few years ago, you were doing a leadership test. What kind of leader are you? And the result was, well, you're not the most emotional one. <laughs> I'm not the most social one. I remember that. I was quite shocked. <laughs> It came to a surprise for everyone. But this is why I invited you here for the topic of empathy, because, I mean, uh, for the last few years, you've developed yourself. We all keep developing every day of our life. And I want to know how you see things nowadays. Okay, it's an interesting way to start the conversation. Going back to that test, I remember sitting there and, and the reason you had to help me with it was it was it was in German. I needed somebody to translate and... Uh, It was more of an interest factor for me and, and seeing the fact that, well, according to this test, I'm, I'm not a great fan of these tests, I have to be honest. However, seeing that I wasn't social was was um, was a little bit of a shock uh, in the sense that I consider myself to be quite a social person, for sure. Uh, I consider myself to have, or at least up until that point, to have had a lot of empathy for the people I work with. But it, it certainly... Uh, It certainly started a journey of looking into what is empathy, um, what does it mean to me to not be social, how can I improve the, the, the situation that I'm in, how can I improve the, the environment that my teams are working in so that we can have something that is comfortable for everybody. So now I've got to bring up the question, is being empathetic being social? I think empathy plays a huge role in your social environment. Um, it's how you perceive other people. Yeah, it's being able to understand them. And, and so we, we were talking just before how it gets split into to sort of in the social environment, it's split into three categories. You have empathy, you have sympathy and you have compassion. Um, and I think with regard to these, empathy is the key component to creating the environment or to being able to understand and decipher some of the environment that, that you're in. You mentioned empathy, sympathy and compassion. What exactly for you is the difference? Okay, for, for me, empathy is being able to understand what the person's going through, um, being able to understand a little bit of um, how the situation also affects them and being able to step out of your own skin. What do I mean by that is, is simply that you, you interpret life based on your experiences, based on who you are, whereas empathy asks you to step outside of yourself and try to consider life based on what you know about this person and how they would be reacting to a situation. Uh, sympathy is, oh, I know and it, 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 this has happened to you, I feel terrible. Now you're basing that completely on your own assumption, your own experiences, your own life. Um, compassion is, is, yeah, feeling sort of a warmth and a willingness to care for the person. Yeah, but again, it's mainly based on what you have gone through in your own life. Does that make sense for you? Yes, thank you. So, 
for me, this sounds like it's it's kind of a uh, a ladder step by step, looking at sympathy, empathy, compassion, from what you said. Yes, I, I think the, the issue is if you, you look at everything based only on your own opinion, where you are from, take sympathy as a, a pure example of this. When you become sympathetic, you can start to pity the person. Maybe their life is much more terrible than yours, in your opinion. Okay, the person may not require pity. Okay, and empathy helps you realize whether the person requires or what level of support and understanding the person requires. Whereas simply being sympathetic can lead to you overdoing it. I know myself that I don't like when I have something that's gone completely wrong. I really don't like need somebody to sort of pat me on the head or stroke me on the back and say, there, there, everything's going to be okay. That's not what I require. But that's me personally. Mm-hmm. So there is the common saying of empathy cannot be learned. Oh. Okay, I know I get into trouble when I say this. Empathy cannot be learned. You have to have some of it. You can develop it. You can train it. You can sensitize to it. But you cannot learn it if you don't have it. Now, I grew up in, in with a smaller brother who, who had autism, and he lacked the ability to really understand how other people thought in this sense. He lacked empathy. We were able to work with him and help him to to sort of emulate empathy, but it was never real empathy. And he got very good at it to the point where you would be with him and something would happen and he would have a reaction that you would consider that was really empathetic, it was really nice, he, he really understood the situation well. And then after the person had gone, he'd turn to you and say, did I do it right? And that's where you realize it may have appeared well, but... It was just an act of empathy. Now, if we're talking about training somebody how to do this, it, it takes a long time to, te to train somebody to duplicate empathy. Whereas if you already have empathy to develop it, to sensitize to it, this is a different process. Yeah, modern researchers even show that uh, empathy should be split into emotional empathy, which is, I kind of agree with you there. Um, if it's there, you can work on it, develop it. If it's not there, you can't learn it. And then there's cognitive empathy, where you can actually think about it and understand what's happening, as you just said, and then do the thing that's required. Correct. Yeah. A lot of the times people think I should not have empathy for others because it's costing myself too much. How do you stand on that? I have to be honest, and, and and I tend not to think about that question too much. I should not have empathy for myself because it's costing me too much. Hmm. Like anything, you can overdo it. I, I mentioned before, sympathy becomes p pity. When At the point that sympathy becomes pity, then I think you've overdone it. I'm sure that empathy can be overdone. I think, however, in the world that we currently have, we, we tend to lack empathy more than than we have too much empathy. I think What we have at the moment is a misconception that we only have so much time to do everything and therefore I have to look after myself first. And empathy is, is a completely different concept. I, it's not about looking after yourself. It doesn't mean that now, because I want to have empathy, I have to rush out and look after everybody else. Um, it's a case of 
I want to, to have empathy so that I can create an environment in which everybody can survive. I am taking care of myself. That's a different story. I, I, I need, however, to have empathy to, to understand that the environment, the culture, the people who are surrounding me are people that, um, that, that not only they support me, but also I support them. Society, culture and all that is about belonging to this group. Interesting view. What also a lot of people struggle with nowadays since um, everything changed in 2020, technology-wise, it's a lot more difficult to exercise empathy. A lot of people even say technology is an empathy killer. What's your experience on that? To some extent, I think they're correct. Um, and the reason that I, that I say this is a lot of things happen on a very... Um, subconscious level uh, so what do i mean by that we we are and sorry we have to accept this we are animals and what happens is we react to different pheromones different smells take for example why did you choose the partner you're with actually one of the reasons you chose the partner you're with is because they smell nice yeah you will never be with a partner who doesn't smell nice um the and that's not meaning that they smell nice when they come home from the gym. I just mean, <laughs> yeah, you, they, they meet your whatever pheromone that you need, that smell, they are there. Um, now, technology, of course, removes that ability. The other thing is, you know, this concept that you can sense fear. A lot of these concepts are based on you're actually smelling. You're able, you're recognizing it through all of your senses. Now, technology is removing most of your senses. We have video now and we have sound. When somebody turns off the camera, you're cut down just to audio, which means you are trying to interpret an entire um, range of emotions and um, possible statuses that the person has based on the intonations in their voice. Then we go to the camera and the camera's turned on, and now we're kind of trying to juggle, is what I'm seeing really regarding, um, does it does it pass to whatever level of emotional response I think the person's having? For example, I make a comment, the person on the other side of the screen screws up their face, and I'm thinking to myself, did I say something wrong? Yeah, was, was there something wrong with that? The... The issue is, however, that person may be reading an email from somebody else. I don't know. I can't see. Whereas if I was talking directly to them and I was to say, for example, Hendrik, do you think this? And you screw up your face. I know that that response is directly at me. So I know there's going to be a certain there's, there's a certain reaction that's coming and I can actually prepare to understand how you're going to react. It's going to help me as well. Mm hmm. Okay, and if that situation is now down to uh, I'm your boss and I have to give you feedback and the feedback I'm giving you is painful. Yeah, maybe it's something that you take a lot of pride at, but for whatever reason has gone completely wrong. So now I'm giving you this feedback and I can see you get deeper and deeper and deeper in the chair and your so shoulders are slumping. I can see that, that the message has been received. Mm-hmm. Now let's do it over technology where the video is turned off. I will not see anything. You're simply silent and listening to me. Am I even? Are you listening to me? That's a good question. In a, in a different way, when you're making a presentation into a group and you say, 
this and this and this, and I think everybody can agree with that. All cameras are off. Everybody's muted because they don't want the noise going from the background. They may be nodding, they may not be, but there's a silence. And for whatever reason, we all don't like silence, so we all assume that this is bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a trainer, you learn to just stand the silence, work with it. And over the last couple of years, I'm sure you've learned to do that a lot more than you did in the previous years. Oh, yes, uh, especially with, with the changes uh, since last year. Can I ask you, do you find it better to have the cameras on when you're teaching? Do you feel that you have uh, a better feedback, a better understanding? Yes, of course. It's it's all about the, the faces, as you said. Uh, whenever I explain something, I immediately see whether I need to reword it, phrase it differently because they, they didn't get it because I was using terms that are common to me but not to them so on this you've had this effect again it's a little bit empathetic you realize and you can understand that they don't understand yes do you have any tips for our listeners on how to improve uh, the empathy sympathy compassion level in the current situation i think as leaders it's extremely important to learn to keep quiet and I don't mean not to talk, I mean to keep quiet, to look, to listen, to truly hear what's going on, and to take in everything. It's very easy for us to filter out a lot of things based on whatever the priority is, whatever the pressure is. And yes, there are times where you're going to have to go for whatever it is, you're going to have to push through on it. But most of the time, especially when we're, you're, you're discussing with your team about how they're going to develop or, or how you're going to tackle certain, certain issues, then take the opportunity to sit back, look, watch everybody, listen, feel the energy in the room, really breathe the air that these people are breathing, um, and just take, be, be willing to take it all in. Look who is talking, look who isn't talking. Don't just hear the voices that are the loudest. Look for those that aren't talking, aren't offering their bits and pieces. Why are they not? Ask yourself the question, what can you do to make a much more equal, open environment that's there? Um, ask yourself as well, what, um, what level of sort of... Uh, what level of, of input you need to give to get people more engaged. Um, and when people have, when I'm saying you're looking looking and listening, it's not just at the meetings, it's not just in the rooms, but it's, it's during your one-on-ones when you're talking directly with them. Being able to understand that person, being able to see whether they are able to talk to you on um, about their worries, about their concerns, whether there's a, a a level of trust. Once once you're at that level where you notice that there is trust and people may even come to you and provide you with other information regarding why they can't do something, it, it gives you a chance to see whether um, whether you, you have created a situation where people feel safe. Thank you very much. Now, I remember last time you said you will always be a cappuccino. My question again would be, are you still a cappuccino relating to empathy to this topic? Or would you choose a different coffee today? <laughs> I'm always a cappuccino. I'm always going to be a cappuccino. Um, I, the cappuccino passes to my, my um, 
sort of my life belief, and this is the golden middle way. I mentioned before, too much espresso is too harsh. Too much milk is too soft. Somewhere in the middle for me is absolutely perfect. It still has enough kick to get you going, but it's it's uh, soft enough to be drunk first thing in the morning. I see, and sometimes you need the, the extra kick, a double espresso. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for talking with me about empathy. Thanks for having me back, and um, I look forward to... Uh, to catching up with you again soon. Hopefully I'll get you back soon. Have a nice day, dear listeners. You too, have a nice day. Again, the next episode will be released in two weeks, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please post them via LinkedIn or Instagram, and we will try to reply to everyone. Arrivederci. Have a beautiful day.